הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכני עפר קדוש שמשבח את צמא ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו לעם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחל מפגי בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן ומן זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. So בעזרת השם today we're going to start with תורה עין רש ב' 272 It's actually one of the most famous lessons in the entire book of the Likutei Moran a lesson that anyone who wants to come close to Hashem has to put in practice because We're going to see here something very, very, very awesome, very practical, very deep, and yet very simple at the same time. So let's read the words very carefully, and let's, uh, we're going to do multiple lessons today. Very, very important lessons, um, as we're approaching the end of the first book of Likutei Moran. So let's pay closer attention, let's put more effort. Be'ezrat Hashem. Torah Ein Resh Bet. היום אם בקולות תשמע, הוא יוצא עם תהילים 95. Today, if you will heed my voice, if you will heed his voice today, meaning if you will listen to God's voice today, what did that mean? When David Amalek writes this, זה כלל גדול בעבודת השם. This is a very great principle um, in, service, in the service of God. When a person wants to serve Hashem, this idea of היום אם בקולות תשמע is a very important, important um, practice. All you have to put in front of your eyes is the day which you're in currently. You can't put any other day in, your, in front of you. Meaning, all you have to pay attention to right now is the day you are in right now. Whether it's with regard to involving yourself to go earn a livelihood, meaning that you have to understand that all you have right in front of you is today, meaning that I'm working today, forget about tomorrow, forget about the day after, etc., Um, so for example, whether it's with regard to going to earn a panasa, um, um, whatever it is that, you, that it's necessary to do, all you need to do is don't calculate one day to the next. Meaning, all you need to do is think about the day which you are in currently. Do not think about the day after, or the week, or the month, etc. This is brought in the books. Rabbeinu brings this down. in many different places um, throughout his works. And the same is true not only with regard to going, going to work and going to earn a livelihood, but also with serving Hashem. All you have to do is place in front of your eyes the day which you are in or that moment which you're in. Because when a person wants to enter into the service of God, it seems to a person as if it's a very heavy burden. It, it requires heavy lifting. So when a person wants to serve Hashem, it seems that he has to do all of this. He has to go to the mikveh. He has to go read Tikkun HaKlali. He has to pray Shacharit Mincha Arvid Beminyan. He has to do all these sort of things that seem crazy and seem impossible to do because it's so heavy. Because he hasn't done anything yet. So thinking, taking everything at the same time is impossible, Rabbi Nostang. And it's a very heavy lifting. And it's impossible for you to carry a heavy burden like that. But when a person thinks and calculates in his mind that he only has today, that all you have in your life is today, right now, it won't be a burden at all. And Rabbeinu says, so if with that mentality, if a person only has the mentality of today, I only have right now, the moment which I'm in, it's not a burden at all because the burden comes from the fact that you think you have so much to do, but be'emet, All you have to do is the moment which you're in. So grab onto whatever you can right now. And that's not a burden at all. And Rabbanu says a person shouldn't push himself off from one day to the next. 
saying this, tomorrow I will begin. tomorrow I will pray with proper intention and strength. And etc., etc., anything that is similar to what we just mentioned with regard to all the other services of God. Tomorrow I will study 10 minutes. Tomorrow I will do this. Because all a person has in this world is the day which you are in and the moment which you stand in currently. Because the next day, tomorrow, is an entirely different world. It's not even the part of the same world. It's completely different. Because as we know, that Hashem does the world every single day completely from brand new. Tomorrow is a completely different world. So all you have is right now. Today if you will listen to His voice. Today if you will heed God's voice. Meaning specifically today. Meaning if you want to heed God's voice, you have to act with the mentality of today. That's all I have. Then I understand this very well. So clearly we see that this is not something, it's not something easy to do. But yeah, nonetheless, this is the most important thing for a person who wants to serve Hashem, who wants to do anything, because anything in this world is very heavy. Anything that, that is valuable in this world is heavy. So a person has to put <clears throat> the mentality, he has to have the mentality that all he has is right now. Torah Resh Ein Gimel, Torah 273. Dano, that people give birth um, to children in this world. Yet there are people on a very lofty spiritual plane that they give birth to souls that are actually above the souls which are enclosed in children that are born into the world. Meaning that these souls that these awesome people, these awesome tzaddikim give birth to are actually souls that don't need to be brought down and enclosed within the aspect of children. They are souls that are brought down without this, without this, um, without this garment of a child. Because for all together, Rabban was saying, there are 600,000 souls in the world. Meaning the Jewish souls. And even if there are more, more Jews, basically, they are only a result of the division of all these sparks of the souls. Meaning that one soul is divided into certain sparks, that one soul, that there can be many people that share the same soul root, but they are different sparks of that soul that are coming to repair something different. But they come from the same soul. So we see that there's more than 600,000 Jews, and the reason for that being is because there's, each neshama divides into certain sparks. But generally, there are 600,000 complete souls. But these souls that we're talking about, the souls that don't have to come down into the aspect of children, Rabban was saying that these Awesome tzaddikim that can give birth to neshama that don't have to be brought down from these. What does that mean? Into the aspect of children. Meaning what? They are above the 600,000 all-encompassing Jewish souls that are enclosed within this world. Meaning that the tzaddikim, awesome tzaddikim can give birth to neshamot. That can give birth to neshamot that, come, that are actually above the 600,000 souls. So they don't have to be enclosed, that they aren't enclosed within this world, within the aspect of 600,000. 
Because actually they are not fitting at all. These souls are so lofty. It isn't fitting at all for these souls to be enclosed within this, within this world at all. And even when these souls have to come down into the world, they are actually not considered part of the world at all. Rabbanu is telling us a huge chidush here. That these neshama which are above the 600,000, even though you see them in the world, they are engaging in the world, they are in people. Nonetheless, these people, these souls aren't considered part of the world at all. They are above the 600,000. This is the aspect of the children of Moshe Rabbeinu. That it says about the children of Moshe Rabbeinu is brought down in And the sons of Rechavia increased beyond. were greater than Lemala. They were supernal. What did it mean that the children of Rechavia increased beyond? That they were above the 600,000 souls. Because they were not considered part at all of the 600,000. Because they were above the 600,000, as you just explained. Rabenu also writes in Chayam Oran, in connection to what we just mentioned, that Rabenu's children himself, he was very, Rabenu was told his students to be very careful to give honor to his children, all his descendants. Because Rabenu said that his soul, the souls from which he drew, um, his children to be from, meaning the souls which he brought down into the world, his children. Actually, their souls come from a place from the world of Atsilut. Like the children of Moshe Rabbeinu, they come from the world of Atsilut, um, which are above, Rabbeinu says, the, these souls are above the 600,000 Nishamot. So Rabbeinu is saying that the soul of my children, people have to be very careful to give them proper respect and due honor because um, they are actually above the 600,000 souls. Um, read this in Chaya Moran, you'll see over there. That there are wicked people. There are wicked people that work and toil their entire days and all their life in order to uproot themselves from God and from His Torah completely. They, they completely decide to detach themselves entirely from spirituality, from God, from His Torah. Because that holy point of the Jewishness, of, meaning that holy point within themselves of the sanctity of the Jewish people that still exists within these reshaim, within these wicked people. Even though they are completely wicked, the fact that these awesomely wicked people have that point of Jewishness within them, that point of Jewishness is constantly causing them conflict and confusion and bringing them to thoughts to do teshuvah are convincing them to do Teshuvah because of the awesome fear and the con convincing them to have fear of heaven because of what? Hadina the day, the great day of judgment. The soul is so within them that even though they constantly want to go against the Jewish, the, the, the Torah and, the, the, and from God, that that neshama within them, that point of Jewishness within them is constantly making them confused about their wickedness. And uh, because the soul recognizes the great day of judgment that comes when a person leaves this world. It's trying to influence this person to come back. Because of, this, because of this point of Jewishness within each and every one of these wicked people that we mentioned, these wicked people don't have any pleasure from their sins and from their desires. Therefore, they desire and they toil so much in order that they reach this atheism that is so complete that in their, in their knowledge they are so sturdy that they, you know what I mean, that they make all these sort of things. 
all these sort of uh, commitments not to believe in God, etc. God forbid. In order that they should not have one single point, one single side of doubt that might point to the truth. They try to get rid of it, that point of Jewishness within them so much. But a person needs great toiling and effort very, very, very much for many years. May God spare us from such a thing. May God um, save us. May God have mercy on us. Because that Jewishness, that Judaism within those wicked people doesn't allow them to, to fall into their wickedness. It's constantly confusing them. So in order to f- get rid of that Jewishness, a person needs to do a lot of toiling to do that. That there are some of those wicked people that when they reach what they've desired all this time to do, which is to get rid of that point of Judaism within them. Then to attain that complete atheism, as we just mentioned, God forbid. Without any doubt uh, to the truth. Meaning that they have no doubt that it's constantly trying to hint them to the truth. Immediately they die from the world. And then they see the truth. Um, that's a big chidush. What that means, I'm not necessarily sure, but in simplicity, um, we see here the danger of a person who works towards his evil and he constantly reinforces his evil. May we be spared from such a thing. Seeing that any single mitvah that a person does, every single good commandment a person, a commandment a person does, you create from that mitvah one candle. So from each and every mitvah, you create a candle. Look in the Zohar, Parashat Cherumah, Kursa Mechvav, Amud Aleph over there. When a person leaves this world, if this person has a great soul, if he's attained a great soul, which is very precious in the eyes of God, that God gives him the permission to search his treasury, to search the king's treasure house. That this man can search and take whatever he wants in the treasure house of the king. says this is the purpose of all the pleasures of the world to come. The highest pleasure of all the world to come is this, is this pleasure, which is what? To search the treasure house of the king. And Rabbanu says in order to search, you need the candle. You need candles to search. You need light. That one searches with the candles. This is referencing um, the B'dikat Chametz. When a person searches for Chametz on the eve of Pesach, the night before Pesach, a person searches Chametz throughout his entire household with a candle. But Rabban was saying that this candle that is needed for searching is also a reference to this searching that takes place in the world to come when a person leaves this world. If he's a great soul, then he can, then he's given permission by God to search for the king's, search the king's treasure house. And we learn from the verse, That what do we learn from the ver- this verse in Mishre? The soul of man is the candle of God. That God's candle is actually a man's soul. With which he searches man's innermost depths. So what does this mean? 
that what this soul is really referencing is that imagery that we just mentioned above, that the soul of a person is actually the candle which allows, which allows this person to search the treasure house of God, the innermost depths. And how does one create these candles? Through the mitzvot. Through the good things that a person does in this world. Bifchinat, that is brought down, ner mitzvah. That is brought down in Mishle chapter 6, that ner mitzvah, the candle, that mitzvah, that a mitzvah is a candle, and Torah or, that Torah is, a, is light. So we see that mitzvah creates a candle. And it is with these candles that a, a soul searches after he passes away the treasure house of the king. That through these mitzvot that a person does in his lifetime, his soul is able to search after he leaves this world. Into this. Uh, he's, search, he's able to search this treasury. And this is what it says in Tehidim, chapter 88, verse 6. Bametim Khofshi among the dead, Khofshi who are exempt. The dead are exempt. Meaning what? Kevan Shemet Adam, the second a person dies, Nase Khofshi Minamitvot. What did it say in the Gemara with regard to that verse in Tainim? He brought down the Gemara Shabbat, Kufnun Aleph Amudbet, page 151b. That what? Among the dead who are exempt, what do they mean that those who are dead are exempt? Meaning they're exempt from the mitvot. Once a person leaves this world, he doesn't have to perform any of the commandments anymore. Look at the Chidush Rabbi was telling you. What did it mean in the Gemara Shabbat? That it's and what did we say above? That Chipus comes from the candles. Chofshi and Chipus are the same are the same letters. They have the same root. Meaning Rabbi was saying that one is Chofshi. What is Chofshi? Meaning they are exempted. Meaning it's this Chipus that a person is able to create this search. Now, now a person once he leaves this world, once he's dead, he's Chofshi. It's not that he's exempt, but now he's able to search. With the, with the good things that he's done in this world. Because these good things that a person does create candles, which through them, these candles, now a person can search the king's treasury. Now Rabbanu explains an awesome chidush. It goes further. That there's a tzaddik who sacrifices himself in his lifetime. And also while he's alive, he searches the king's treasury, his father's treasury. Which means that while the tzaddik there's an awesome tzaddik who sacrifices himself during his lifetime in order to do this while he's still alive. Torah Resh Ayin Vav, the last Torah for today. Dano ki achilat Shabbat ena mitzvir sviyaklan. Know that the eating of Shabbat is not to satisfy at all. It is not for the purpose of satiation. Rag begin deit barachun kulhu shitalomin. But rather that the six days of the week are blessed. That's the entire purpose of the eating Shabbat. So that you bless the six days of the week. Page Because from the eating of Shabbat, you're able to bring Shefa influx and to bless all the six days. Because the essence of satisfaction and satiation. Because we know in the Gemara Yoma, in the Gemara Yomah, that a blind person doesn't have satisfaction. Mi pasuk, and they teach this from the verse, as it's brought down in Dvarim, uh, chapter 8, verse 16. Um, he who fed you, man, in the desert, leman anatecha, in order to send you a hardship, vechule, etc., etc., and as they continue with Fiyag Gassan, Hotel El Meor, Enav Sheladan, Mehadar, Lebekudusha, Deveshimsha. It is brought down in the Gemara Barachot as well. That what? In addition, 
overly large strides, taking too big of steps, takes the light of your eyes, takes the light of uh, a person's vision away from him. And it is restored, our vision is restored um, on the Kiddush that we do on Shabbat. Shabbat night, I believe. Page 43b. So Rabbeinu connects these two things. The first one coming to teach us from the Gemara that a blind person doesn't have satisfaction. Um, and then Rabbeinu connects the second Gemara from Brachot, which comes to teach us that taking too big of steps, haughty steps, takes away our vision. And that vision is returned to us on the Kiddush. We see that the essence of a uh, perfect vision is restored to a person on the nighttime kiddush. The arkan azasfiyah. This is um, so. Therefore, this is the main time of satisfaction. because the main aspect of being satiated is through uh, is through the vision of our eyes. Because we just proved in the Gemara that a blind person doesn't have satisfaction, which means that. A person who has vision has satisfaction. And when is the main time of vision? Friday night, which is when we are restore the vision that we lost during the week. This is what it says. That on Shabbat, we take small strides and we eat on it to bless three times. We eat on it to bless three times. Meaning on Shabbat, we take small strides. Through this, the vision of our eyes is in its perfect state. That through this, we are able to create satiation on Shabbat because satiation comes through our eyes. The reason why we feast three times on Shabbat, three, three meals, is only in order to bless. In order to bless the six days of the week, as we said above. But for the Shabbat itself, for the sake of Shabbat itself, we would not need to eat so much for Shabbat. Three times, because Shabbat is a time of satiation. The only reason why we eat three times um, is in order to bless the six days of the week. Shabbat in itself is a time of satiation because we restore our eyesight. So we don't need to eat that much. But why we eat three times is only in order to bless the six days of the week. Not to satisfy ourselves at all. Because Shabbat in its essence innately has this aspect of satisfaction. May we eat for the meal of Shabbat just for the, the mitvah. To satiate ourselves um, with the aspect of vision on Shabbat. And uh, to repair our vision that we lost during the week. With our holy steps through the Kiddush of Shabbat. And uh, to truly apply what Rabbeinu uh, spoke about in all these lessons. Very deep practical lessons, Bizrat Hashem.